0: 94.1 FM,
1: 3WBC.
0: And welcome to 94.1 FM 3WBC for an episode of VFL Rewind. We're back again. Big first round of VFL just gone. Four great games. A few upsets as well. A few games that probably expected to go that way. But also a few teams that uh, probably uh, we expected to get through, didn't get through. So we've got a big show to get through tonight. As per usual, I'm joined by the great man Peter Lausche. welcome to VFL Rewind.
2: Yeah, good to be here. Uh, interesting round of football like that um game on the gold coast last night was always going to be a danger game for Box Hill had that game probably been played at Box Hill or anywhere else in Melbourne not in Queensland I think Box Hill might have got over over the line but um the Gold Coast have been playing some good football since they played Estonian at Windy Hill, so congratulations to them. Yeah, they definitely turned the corner.
0: Go- Essendon, uh, no, Estonian, uh, Gold Coast, they're a team, team that could uh, be pretty dangerous moving into the finals. They've got a bit of form going as well.
2: Casey against Sydney, that sort of went by regulation. Um, Casey at Casey is always um, hard to beat. Uh, Southport, they, they've bounced back and... Um, had a good win against the Brisbane Lions. So congratulations to Steve Daniel and the Sharks up there. And, um, yeah, the Collingwood, um, Collingwood-Carlton game. That's, um, that was another another good game to um, finish off. Well, not finish off, but finish off the round of uh, finals um, with uh, a Carlton win. And um, good to see an elimination final. Collingwood-Carlton at Victoria Park.
0: There was a massive crowd there last year.
2: I know. I saw. I saw the crowd, and massive. I thought to myself, "The old days."
0: Haven't had a um, a crowd figure come through, but I reckon it'd be close to four, four
2: and a half. That's a good crowd these days. You know, that's sort of what um, we sometimes see at North Northport um, when Port Melbourne play Williamstown in prelim finals or semi-finals, or when Essendon played. Did they play there a few years ago. Yes, in Richmond and a prelim. I think it might At have North been. Northport, yeah, yeah, and that was a packed house. I remember yeah. that. So, uh, but it's good to see the crowds healthy, um, and um, hopefully that's uh, continues on this weekend and for the rest of the uh, VFL season. What's left are three weeks,
0: three weeks, um, to go. And yeah, for all the fans who are listening, weeks one to three of the VFL final series will be free. So anyone who is in Melbourne, you've got one game to get to, which will be the Casey game in week three. (laughs) If You're listening to us from interstate. Yeah, get to your games, free entry. And then obviously when we get to the VFL grand final, you'll have to pay to get in. But uh, yeah, nice little gesture there by the VFL to do that. I thought that was a nice thing to do. Uh, Obviously... There's not a lot of games to choose from, but uh, if you do want to get sort of some v- VFL, you can yeah get down there and uh, get a free entry. Uh, we'll get stuck in the games, though, Leash. Yep. Oh, actually, before we do that, I'll mention our three special guests for tonight. So we've got quarter past seven, Darcy Fort, well-known uh, well, well known in the VFL circles, did play VFL for Werribee and for Footscray um, before he...
2: Drafted by Geelong? No, you went, oh, yeah, and then Central District. Yeah, yeah then,
0: then Geelong, sorry. Yeah, and then yeah. Brisbane. Um, Pete McAvoy. what can we say? What, what can we say about Pete that hasn't been said? gentlemen? You know, one of the most loved players around the VFL uh, the last few years. uh, Skipper, you know, captain of the team of the year last year. Uh, Looking forward to having a chat to Pete. And then last up, we've got Brad Lloyd, who played 167 games for Williamstown 2003 Premiership captain as yep. well so looking forward to having a chat to Brad Aliashi if we want to get stuck straight into the VFL games gone from the weekend
2: yep the first game was down at Casey Fields where Casey Fields had a comfortable 47 point win against the Sydney Swans 14-15 99 to 1752. 52 um, up at Morton Bay um, Central Sports Complex, the Sharks had a 49-point win against the Brisbane Lions, 12-15-87 to 5-8-38. Disappointing effort by Brisbane, that one. Um, at Victoria Park yesterday, Carlton had a 32-point win against Collingwood, 15-10-100 to eight uh, 10 868 And the Gold Coast Suns last night up at Metricon Stadium, had a 23 point win against the Box Hill Hawks, 13 16, 94 to 10, 11 71. What do we make out of that game last night? I think Box Hill is in a little bit of a rebuild. This se- season was like a little bit of a yo yo at times, wasn't it?
0: It was for Box Hill, yeah. They they started off pretty poorly. They The middle, they had some really good games. And then, yeah, the, the Sydney game last week, they were pretty disappointing. Yeah. They. They would look pretty good at times last night against uh, Gold Coast. But, yeah, yeah. I think um, for Box Hill, it's, uh, yeah, season over. Yeah. Um, I'm not too sure um, what some of their VFL listed players have planned. Um, but it will be interesting how they do go. And I guess as well from a um, up there in Queensland, Southport perspective, geez, that'd be absolutely right. Because they're in a similar situation. Yeah. They were three weeks ago. I remember Sydney with saying to you, um, what's going on with Southport? Are they, you know, mm. are, are they just peaked too early? But, yeah. They've, they've surprised a few, and yeah, they had a big win against Brisbane, 50 uh, or 49 points, uh, yeah. massive win. And as we mentioned, as we as we like, some of their uh, regular names were up and about. Boyd Woodcock had 32, and of course, uh, one of my favourites, Braden Crosley, yeah. uh, 17 disposals, 39 touches. Uh, yeah. Is he number one ruck, actually? Is Fraser Thurlow number one ruck or is Braden Crosley? It's a, it's a good discussion point.
2: Well, Thurley's out for the year, isn't he, now? So, I'm not too sure, I is know, he? Yeah, he's got some sort of um, injury when I was talking to Steve on the phone when we were having a discussion just pre-Auburn Vale Grand final. He gave us a call and we had a bit of a chat. Um, I think Crosley would be number one, and I'm expecting that um, Southport will provide some AFL players this year along with the Box Hill Hawks. And then some of those cases, they'll be recycled players like Fergus Green deserves an opportunity. Um, Crosley deserves an opportunity, Dawson, Woodcock. Um, so they'd all be recycled players. Um, and as I said a couple of weeks ago, I'm starting to swing towards what Anthony Stankuts said about Benny Kavara. I reckon North Melbourne would be crazy not to look at him and maybe put him on a rookie list or something like that.
0: Yeah, well, that's true. So, uh- be, be, be worth looking at. Um, he's had a good year, no yeah. doubt about that. Uh, one other thing I did want to talk about from the week just gone was uh, Carlton, geez, they were a bit of a shock. I, I actually thought Collingwood might have you know, got to week three, to be honest. They, they were playing some really good football mm. the past month. Um, I expected them to do a little bit better. But, geez, Carlton, they had some had some impressive players. And one player I do you want to mention um, for Carlton Football Club who a lot of people mightn't have even heard of, to be perfectly honest, Heath Ramshaw. Um, yeah. very impressive player he, he had a great game on the weekend 22 he's a vfl listed player for carlton 22 disposals had the third most disposals for carlton so one to watch is heath ramshaw
2: any any relation to beth who correct yes yeah, I, yeah. I think there
0: is a relation there i'm <laughs> trying to remember exactly what it is but yeah. there is a relation yeah. uh so they are related Yeah. so great to see uh he's playing well i uh, will set a field that was a big dis- talking point of yesterday yep. last year. um I think I explained to you what, what happened, and um, yeah. what do you think? Do you think that like it's the right decision, or do you think it's a bit, just a bit of a, a technicality?
2: What, what was it, his um, 13th AFL game was a sub game, so it didn't count? It didn't count, yeah. So it's funny, it counts on, on the yeah. record books, but it doesn't count. <laughs> when it comes to VFL qualification, either it counts or it doesn't count. It's but, one, of the, one of the rules that they need to adjust over summer and say, okay, you're a sub, um, it will it will count towards your AFL tally. So if you're in that unfortunate position of hitting 13 games, unfortunately you can't play in the VFL final series. Um, otherwise, it's a mockery.
0: Yeah, well, he didn't play, so I think that was his ass. Yeah. Uh, you know, saving grace. If he if someone had have got an injury in that yeah. game and he had to come on for three minutes, yeah. I think it might have been a different story because he just sat on the bench for the whole day. I reckon they gave him the benefit of the doubt, which is I think. Probably the the right thing to have happened. Um, you know, we want to see the best players playing in the VFL. Mm. He plays six games. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a fair amount. Um, I, I know it's not huge. I remember we go back in time. Some players didn't even play six games, and they they played yeah. into the finals. So, I mean, I can I can understand it. I think that all the clubs knew that yeah. that this was a rule. So, um, it's and it, and it's been brought up by fans. So fans probably yeah. weren't aware of what the actual rule was, and they're probably just clarifying it and. Um, I think it's been been shot down pretty quickly of what what actually happened. And um, Brendan Johnty Rhodes was across yeah. it last night, and he, uh...
2: yeah, no, he's um, he's very good with that because I remember talking to him at the Box Hill Sydney game, and he said to me, "Don't be surprised if Brayden Campbell, number sixteen of the Swans, um, gets um, taken taken off in the second half, and he'll be a medical sub for the team tomorrow." But that didn't eventuate. But he, yeah, um, Johny's definitely all over it when it comes to those technicalities. But yeah, I think it's a rule that needs to be. Looked at because uh, otherwise you're making a little bit of a mockery of it, aren't you?
0: It's an interesting one, yeah. Like I think I think the fans didn't know, and I think mm. that's the biggest. Thing. Maybe maybe the start of the final series, we, we the you know everything's released in terms of what what the eligibility, is, so all the fans know. Because mm. I guess I'm um, probably had to yeah um, go and have a look for try and find that stuff. So I didn't even have a clue mm. whether if someone had asked me last last week what the final eligibility. Eligibility was I wouldn't have had a clue, and yeah. I think a lot of VFL fans probably wouldn't. I remember it used to get published in the record and the VFL yeah. back in um, Anthony Stangart's days. It used to be published in the record the last round of the year. It used to have all the finals eligibility. Yeah, uh, maybe we we go back to that where we can you know everyone knows who's lay every card, all the cards on the table mm. um, before the final start, and we can sort of yeah. know. Um, other thing we had to talk about last VFL Team of the Year, squad of 40, first time this has happened. Normally we just get to listen tonight night and the team is announced, but yep. this year we've got a bit of a luxury. We've got a squad of 40. Yep. Um, I will quickly go through them Yep. and uh, let me know yeah, what you think. Uh, Jake Arts from Richmond, Joel yep. Marty from Sydney, Mitch Brown from Casey, Chris Birch from Gold Coast, Tom Campbell from Sandy, Ben Kavara from Box Hill, Cade Chandler from Casey, Nick Coglin from Werribee, Ben Crocker, Carlton, Dawson from Southport, Declass from Werribee, Dow from Carlton, Downey from Williamstown, Juman from Frankston, Dunstan from Casey, Fordham from Frankston, Gold from Sydney, Green from Box Hill, Gribble from Werribee, Hayes from Carlton, Woodcock from Southport, Wilson from Northern Bullance, Mitch White from Casey, Wagner from Port, Taylor from Sydney, Sullivan from Footscray, Callum Porter from Box Hill, Ethan Phillips from Port, Max you can pronounce his slouchy, hmm. Max, Max, what, how do you pronounce his surname? Because I, yeah. I butchered it, remember?
2: Which one is that, Max, from which gum Southport. Um, Pe- 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 Passard. That's it, that's it. Max,
0: Max Posad from Southport, Ned Moyle from Gold Coast, Tia Miles from Willie, Matheson from Brisbane, Mercedes from Box Hill, Manna from Werribee, Mayburn from Coburg, only one Coburg player, and Jack Mayburn was the hmm. one. Finlay McRae from Collingwood, Ryan Lester from Brisbane, Jeddah from Collingwood, Marty Hoare from North, and Harvey Hooper from Port. So, some pretty big names in that uh, in that team of the year.
2: Nominal, oh, for the squad of forty. Yeah, it is a pretty big name, and back in the day, it was only limited to VFL list of players, it wasn't is. it? And so that's, now that's what probably uh, that's what I'm,
0: read it out for you. our listeners. Yeah, yeah they probably uh, picked up a few. That
2: yeah, it's it's one of those things. Um, you know, you look at the players like. Um, you know, you, I know the Northern Bullants weren't going to have many, but you'd think, you know, a Billy Murphy could have um, gone into a forward pocket or on the bench. Okay, we're a little bit Billy biased here as well because of um, uh, we've known him since his Box Hill days and all that. But, um, you know, it's... Uh, it's an interesting one. Like with, I'm trying to think of, is any any player unlucky? Crosley was there, wasn't he? Or, nah, no, no Crosley. No yeah, Crosley. Crosley. So, so, he, he was quite early. He yeah. was quite early in the year. So, so brain brain's a little bit stiff in my my books. Uh, my, you know, Kwabi, our mate. Uh, uh, he's not selected. Yep, um, nah. he's uh, from Southport. He he sort of stood out um, this year. Jake Arts, fair enough. Armity, fair enough. Dunstan, fair enough. Um, the usual culprits there. So
0: one one player I was surprised didn't make it. Um, no, he missed a few games late. But Eli Templeton, um, he had a pretty good year. Be- yeah. Because if we're going to talk about that, Reece Matheson only played 12 games. So yeah, how, this is a question for for you, Laoshi How did they pick the VFL team? In the year? Did they pick it on who had the best year? Who ha- who played the most games? Because yeah. Reese Matheson is probably going to finish what in the top five in the list. Then, so yeah. it's a tough one. I mean, do you pick it on who played the most? Who who had the best average disposals? It's a, it's a tough one.
2: Yeah, no, it'll be, be interesting what they um what they do and how they pick it. Like um, I suppose it's something that we can ask Sam Zito if we yeah. wanted to maybe for yeah, the list yeah, give him a give him an email or something like that and say. Um, how, how is this done? Maybe Jonty may know as well, um, and he may. Um... I think I know.
0: There's a selection committee for the VFL yep. team the year, so they'd meet and you know imagine they'd throw up names and you know they'd, they'd whittle it down and, and you know it'd take. I'm sure it'll take a, a long time, but um, yeah, it will be interesting. The team of uh, 23, I'm guessing it will be, or 22, yeah. on the night of the List of medal, which will be announced. Um, other thing we had to talk about just quickly was the uh, Gill Round Mitchell Medal. Uh, really? So that will be announced in list tonight as well. Loushi, um yeah, who who you are tipping for that one at this point in time? It's a best under-23 player who they reckon um, is, yeah, going to have a bright future, I guess, at footy, maybe AFL level as well.
2: Oh, jeez, I haven't actually looked at the list of under-23s, to be yeah, it's, honest. It's, it's an interesting one. Like guys, um,
0: even guys like um, Ethan Phillips, who's, who's 23, yeah. just turned 24. So... Hopefully um a guy like Ethan qualifies because yeah. he's he was the first person I thought of. Um yeah.
2: Do they have to be VFL listed or um well, listed yeah. And- that, so that's the restrictions there, yeah. So yeah, no, it's um, yeah, it's an interesting one. I haven't actually gone through the team list, so um, come back to me in the next week or two for that one. One, one that I will
0: mention though, I reckon uh, Corey Preston, I reckon he could be
2: yeah. the one. Yeah, the Weemsdown
0: Football Club. He's, he's done well. Yeah. He's had a very good back into the season, so yep. he could be the one that um, no. p- potentially they look at. Ah, uh, <laughs> we're gonna go to a break now. We're gonna be back with our first special guest of the break. We're really looking forward to chatting to this man. Uh, yeah, long. I will share the story before we uh, do chat to him though. Peter Lausch uh, tried to help uh, young Darcy for, find his way in the VFL and uh, mm. got him invited invite down to Port Melbourne to train back in, what was it, 2014? Oh, or 15?
2: It's got to be around... I reckon it was pre-season of four, 14, maybe... Um he rocked down, I remember fondly, because Crackers was there to meet him at the <laughs> gate. And then um, he was there, I think, for that week. And then I think his brother, Fraser, signed with Central. And then Central um, obviously thought, well, let's get two Ruckman for the price of one. <laughs> so Darcy went over there and um, had a bit of a um run there enjoyed it probably there was probably more dollars and cents as well in, in the SA NFL. but um it was
0: a good decision in the end because yeah, yeah uh, well we ended up uh, the got good it thing, drafted, yeah. yeah
2: well the good thing about it was we ended up getting khan Haratuku, so we got some good services there as well
0: very well khan so, Haratuku, what a play he was uh, yeah. utility Can yeah. play anywhere khan um yeah so yeah we'll chat to darcy for after the break you're listening to vfl rewind here on 94.1 fm 3wbc
3: 3WBC Football is brought to you with the support of our sponsors. Budget Car and Truck Rental, Tobin Brothers Funerals, Birdies Mini Golf and Sports Bar, LP Antiques and Collectibles, Aliyah Framing, Piranha Foods, m r David's Constructions, Dragon City Tattoos, Buffalo Sports, and the Blackburn Hotel. Thank you for your ongoing support of 94.1 FM 3WBC and 3WBC Football. Game's had it all today, folks, at the MCG, the home of football. This is Maker. Oh, deep on the left half, forward flank, punt road, and he chips it onto App. Oh, App comes to memory, turns on his left, and bang! That's it! That's it! Memory has kicked his 100th goal of the season!
2: Thanks, Rex. Plan your celebration with the Turban Brothers Funerals Memory Maker app. Find out more at turbanbrothers.com.au. Turban Brothers Funerals, celebrating lives.
3: Coben Brothers Funerals are a 3WBC sponsor.
0: And welcome back to 94.1 FM 3WBC. We're here for VFL Rewind and we're at the point of our first special guest of the evening and it's a great, great, uh, great place we've got on here. it has got a... He's on an AFL list now, which is fantastic. But he's got a great story coming through the VFL ranks. And um, Brisbane Lions are in the finals at the moment in the VFL. And um, they're up and about. And this man is um, playing, playing some good football. Um, hopefully an opportunity comes at the AFL level. But at the moment, playing some VFL. And he joins us on the line now, Darcy Fort. Darcy, welcome to VFL Rewind. And thanks for joining us.
4: Uh, thanks for
2: having me, guys. G'day, Darcy. she speaking. A um, little bit a little bit about your career. It's sort of a long journey, isn't it? You started at Werribee, went to Footscray. I had a bit of a chat to you and said, come to Port Melbourne, which you did for about a week <laughs> for a training <laughs> yeah. session. And then was it Fraser that got signed to Central Districts and then they thought, let's get two Ruckman for the price of one? Is that how the story went? Uh, it was
4: actually the other way around. I, I, was, uh, I was signed first and asked if I knew anyone else. and Yeah, my brother's name came up. I think that was... I'll
0: blend that one anyway so yeah <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah as as we mentioned off the top uh, playing VFL played against Southport uh, yes uh, not yesterday on Saturday um, how did the boys go I know it was a pretty challenging uh, game there at Red Rooster Park but uh, how, how did the boys bounce back after that I know that uh, the joys of finishing the top four you got a second chance and got a bit of redemption so I guess how are the boys preparing for this big game against Carlton on Saturday
4: yeah obviously we were disappointed over the weekend but yeah um, coming in today, we're doing our best to, to learn our lessons and, um, yeah, as you said, the great thing about the hard work we did during the course of the season is we get that second chance and, yeah, looking forward to uh, to um, yeah, having another crack this weekend against, against Carlton.
2: How are you finding the um, Queensland lifestyle after spending a couple of years down at Geelong, now, Darcy?
4: Yeah, no, it's been really good. Yeah. Uh, the club's done a great job of welcoming, uh, welcoming me and my partner and the boys have been really friendly and welcoming and my old man lives up here, so... That's um, handy for me and my partner having, um, yeah, just someone local who we can lean on. And, yeah, the weather's been a bit nicer, it's fair to say. So that's um, that's always a plus as well.
2: What is the liking uh, from the Brisbane Lions? They seem to recruit um, a fair few former Geelong boys because you've got Buzzer there as well, and you've got um, McCarthy, and there's one other there, isn't there? There's uh, there's about three or four ex-Geelong boys there.
4: Yeah, Nakai Cockatoo as well. Yep, missed Um, him. Yeah, I, I think it just—it oh, probably speaks speaks a bit to um, sort of the talent that's gone through the Doolong program over the years. That that so many um, yeah, so talented guys have 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 gone and, and come out the other side. And um, yeah, I think uh, a lot of clubs have seen that and yeah, tried to tried to pounce on a few guys. Uh, Darcy, you wanted to
0: go a little bit back in time to. T- as we mentioned, we're, you know, we're a VFL show and we love talking about the VFL and we get a bit nostalgic. And I want to go back a little bit to 2013 at Werribee Football Club. Yourself and Ben Brown were playing VFL and you fast forward to now and you're both on um, AFL list. Do you still have a bit of a chat to Ben Brown these days? Or, um, yeah, he's, he, I guess you still... Um, you got a, a common theme link there. That, yeah, you both got drafted from the Werribee Football Club from 2013.
4: Yeah, it's uh, pretty crazy looking back. Um, yeah, uh, I, I try and... yeah. Um, sailor to Ben every time we play him, which is every now and again, and, and obviously he's had a great career at, at North Melbourne and now um, Melbourne, so yeah, it, it's great to see you know guys coming through that pathway and, and going on to have long of success.
2: Have you seen the new new look VFL competition because you've played in in the old old setup then you've spent a bit of time in the SA NFL as well so you've got a bit of a comparison there so um how have have you found the new setup what's been going in the last couple of years
4: Yeah it's definitely taken a little bit of getting used to I mean obviously having a lot more teams in the competition and not not getting to play every team is is a bit different but I think it also brings great advantages of being able to travel sort of around Australia a little bit or around the East coast at least um, and play different sides in different venues and yeah, just sort of get a bit, bit of a different taste for, for, for football in um, different areas. And I think that's been a, been a great, great positive of the new competition.
2: And Queen, Queensland football you, mo- you must be wrapped when you look at the, the VFL um, ladder right now to see all three Queensland sides it, it's really come on in leaps and bounds, hasn't it in the last five to ten years.
4: Yeah, definitely. And I think that's that's a great strength that we've had this year is is, is our VFL listed guys being able to come in and play their role. And yes, yeah, it's a um, yeah, it's a great great reward to, to football in Queensland and, and the work that they've been able to do in, in um, developing their competition.
0: The last few years down in the VFL here, we haven't had a season. But before that, we had a or oh, twenty twenty one. Sorry, I do apologise. Uh, we had half a season, and our one player that absolutely dominated was a young fella called Mitch Cox. Uh, How's young Mitch going up there at the Brisbane Lions? Uh, he, he's a pretty exciting player, that's for sure. Um, how has how he slotted into the Brisbane program? No,
4: nah, he's sort of, sort of Australian. Mitch, he's, uh, he's a great guy, and he's, yeah, I think he's uh, super well suited to, to the game we, we sort of play up here. And um, yeah, I think it was definitely a, a harder task being able to come in in preseason um, sort of halfway through and, and put his name up. And he, he did a great job of that, and was uh, rightly really rewarded with this spot. And yeah, he's been better than um some really good footy um, during the year and I think he, he missed a couple of weeks towards the end there with a bit of an injury but yeah, we're looking forward to a, a, a strong grain from him again on the weekend.
0: And just from a VFL perspective, looking a little bit forward to next week, uh, playing the Carlton Footy Club uh, in a week two of final, uh, I don't know if you've done any prep or had had any preparing but I uh, I did watch the game yesterday, and Carlton went with uh, Patrick Cripps' brother in the ruck as a sort of a makeshift ruck. So, I guess how are you? Um, how are you? I guess go up against someone if you do play v- VFL this week. Um, how are you go up against? Uh, yeah, someone who's probably not a traditional ruckman. Uh, more of a bit of a leaper. Yeah, um, I, I think uh,
4: again going back to um, earlier, I think that's another great, great part of this game is um, having those VFL listed guys coming in and playing roles for different clubs. I mean, you sort of get to see you know lots of different different rucks. Um, from my perspective and yeah they're all sort of a different challenge so yeah for me it's probably trying to negate that leap and um, probably use my size to my advantage
2: Two of the young guys that you've got at the Lions in the VFL side then um, obviously they're going to be father sons I'm guessing if they're not already father sons Daryl McDowell-White and Will Fletcher, how are they travelling?
4: Yeah really good um, yeah DJ uh, D- 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 Darryl um, he's um he's been with the program all year and he's put a ton of work in uh, with us at training and um, just doing all these extras and yeah, it was great to see him get his reward as they fell over the last couple of weeks and he, he did a great job um, yeah, there and then obviously Will, um, yeah, obviously while he talked about it and he's um, a very talented young man and good to see him declare his uh, father's son to Brisbane and yeah, we're looking forward to getting him up here as soon as we can. Hopefully if he, if he, you know, uh, doesn't play cup finals he can come up here with us and, and um, contribute with us but yeah, Either way, looking forward to seeing what he has to offer
2: next year. And the other guy who didn't play on the weekend, but um, will be up there next year, Will Ashcroft. you would be wrapped to get that, uh, another Ashcroft up there as well.
4: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, another another
0: super talented kid that we're looking forward to seeing what he has to offer. Yeah. Darcy, did you want to talk a little bit about, I guess, um, obviously the VFL Finals and the AFL Finals, Brisbane Lions are still both in the race in both. How does does anything change from preparation-wise in terms of do you still train the same times and um, or do you have a bit more VFL prep um, with finals being on or is it still just pretty much um, business as usual?
4: Yeah, we try and keep it as business as usual as much as possible. I mean, obviously with the, the game on Thursday this week, it sort of throwing things off a little bit uh, just in terms of trying to get our timing right between VFL and AFL. But yeah, for the main part, um, yeah, we all sort of committed as a group, to making sure that the AFL team um, gets the win. And then once they get that on Thursday, we'll, um, we'll turn our focus to the VFL on, on Saturday and, yeah, put, put forward our best report on Saturday as well.
0: Well, Darcy, we wish you the best of luck on the weekend, um, whichever team you're selecting, the AFL or the VFL. Uh, good luck. Um, always great to be playing finals footy this time of the year. And uh, thanks for joining us here on VFL Rewind.
2: Thanks, Darcy. Thanks,
0: guys. Thanks, Darcy. Darcy Fort there from the Brisbane Lions Football Club. A great story. Another success story of the VFL, of someone who's come through the... the the TSC Cup or NAB League system, and now he's um, on oh, an geez. AFL list.
2: And he did it hard way as well. Oh, yeah, really, very he went, hard, yeah. Because he went to Werribee, Footscray, then he went to Central Districts, and then finally from there he got his opportunity at Geelong and sort of um, they had a lot of talent ahead of him as well, but he played a bit of foot the football there and a great opportunity came to move north to Brisbane, and he's done so. And um, Congratulations to uh, him. Hopefully, hopefully he gets into that
0: AFL side shortly. Yeah, great. it was great to chat to uh, Darcy tonight. Yeah, we can't thank him yeah. enough. Um, we don't get AFL players on that often. So yeah. we really appreciate Brisbane football club to organize that. Uh, yeah. we've got one more special thing we have to talk tonight. You uh, know, with the, uh, I guess the finals now, uh, moving into September, the next yeah. games, uh, we can proudly, uh, talk about our, we thanks to Piranha Snacks VFL player of the month mm-hmm. and, uh, for August. And, uh, it was a pretty interesting one. Uh, Laoshi, I, I know we both, uh, crunched the numbers and did some maths and, um, Yep. We went through all the teams, and um, we've got to do our 3-2-1. So I'll kick it off, Loushi, um, for who um, I had for 3-2-1. Uh, I'm going to give my one vote to Lockie Sullivan from the Footscray Football Club. Uh, he's had a pretty good uh, back into the season, um, yep. been pretty consistent. I'm uh, give my two votes to Jock Shackie as well from the Footscray Football Club. Kicked 17 goals in the month of uh, yep. August. So uh, been very good. Um, so... Yeah, he's he's been phenomenal and I'm gonna give my three votes to a man who I think every every month we've done since the start start of our uh, this is our uh, we've given this man a one or a two and he just has hasn't got there. But um this month he's had a great block of football and uh, he gets our three votes in Tom Gribble uh, from me. So yep. Tom Gribble gets my three. Lachie and I. Uh, Tom, yeah. Tom
2: Tom Gribble Dom Bruce housemate. There we he was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was too So, um, so we have
0: got um the, yeah that's my three. So um I'll get the pen out and yeah we'll, you take it away Lachie. Yeah,
2: I've, uh, I've gone Shacky one. Shacky one. one. Shacky one. The love Shaq gets one. Yeah um he has had a good uh, month of goalkeeping but he. Did did um, kick, what, seven against a uh, Correct. a weakened Coburg side as well. So that's what I thought I couldn't give him two for. Um, Tom Downey. Yeah, he's been good. William he's been a warrior in a side that's um, really struggled this year. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if um, somebody may consider grabbing him because Ruckman don't grow on trees. That so um, he might um, get another chance at AFL five, four or five years apart. And it's hard to go past um, Gribble as well. There we go. So Tommy Gribble's um, our man. We uh, will um, six votes. Six votes. Yeah, we'll give him, give him the three as well. So Tommy, you know, is our player for the month of August.
0: That's I think the second time we've been unanimous this year. So that's that's yeah. that's awesome. Uh, congratulations, Tom Gribble. We will get out to you. A, uh, we thanks the Piranha Snacks uh, some chips and yeah. some. Um, we'll get that out to you and our Hopefully in the next few weeks. Um, so enjoy, mate. Um, congratulations! You've had a great, uh, a great season all up, and could be one of the fancies for the list and Yeah, he
2: could. He could be. Um, I reckon, and we haven't forgotten your boy, Braden Crosley from last month. So if Southport yeah. gets down here, we'll have a box ready for him as well. We'll have it. I'll tell you what. If, what would your reaction be? On oh, List of Middle Night, if they actually called out Braden Crosley as the List of Middle. Oh, I think he'd be a million to one. Oh, not probably a million to one. I think he'd be pretty
0: out there, pretty, uh, pretty, he'd be an outsider, but, yeah. um, you never know, Laochi. I think I think uh, his teammate might be the one. Dawson, that...
2: Dawson, I think, will take the votes from. That's that's the one thing I think will go against Southport, and it's a good thing. I'll because, take the vote, yeah. Yeah, team ethic. This is what you t- teach twelve year olds. Team awards. Are gr- I mean, individual awards are great, but team awards are even better. And that's where Southport might cost cost themselves the list and medalists because there's such an even even side. Yeah, they right. are, they are, and
0: I mean, you got Boy Wilcock has bobbed up, yep. played well. You've had. Um, obviously, Dawson. You've had Mante play some pretty good games of footy. You've had Kwabi. Kwabi. You've also had um, uh, um, Braden Crosley, who's, yep. who's played well probably the probably past six weeks yeah, so. um, in stepping into that ruck role. So yeah. they got some. And then you go back and I mean, you, they they had guy like Jay Lockhart just come in this week back from injury. And, you yeah. know, you forgot totally totally forgot that they even had Jay Lockard. Yeah. You, you, we know what he how good he is. So yeah. I mean, yeah, Southport might be the one um, who do get if they can get um, the winning week three, book themselves a place in the grand yep. final, which would be very exciting. Are we going to go to a yep. break now though, Lashi So Tom Gribble, congratulations. Yep. Tommy. Tommy, just quickly, I'm trying to remember, Loushi, getting forgetful. Tom Gribble is still the reigning Liston medal winner, isn't he? 2019.
2: 2019.
0: 2019 yeah, um, so so, yes. so, he's he's had the longest reign. As, uh, actually, he probably hasn't. There's probably someone during World War One or two, maybe who yeah. was longer reigning um listen medal winner but uh yeah that's a, that's a fantastic start so i think um when we get close to listen we'll do a bit of a preview of who we think the um yeah. the fancies are and i think uh tommy Gribble might be one we talk about a little bit uh, we're gonna go to a break now though we're gonna be back after the break with our next special guest uh, absolute gentleman great man of, of the vfl who's uh, announced his retirement a few weeks ago in uh, pete mcavoy you're listening to vfl rewind you're on 94.1 fm 3wbc
3: 3WBC Football is brought to you with the support of our sponsors. Budget, car and truck rental. Tobin Brothers Funerals. Birdies Mini Golf and Sports Bar. l Antiques and Collectibles. Aliyah Framing. Piranha Foods. m David's Constructions. Dragon City Tattoos. Buffalo Sports. And the Blackburn Hotel. Thank you for your ongoing support of 94.1 FM 3WBC and 3WBC
2: Football. Ready, set... For easy, automatic trucks, Budget's good to go. One of Australia's largest rental fleets at great rates. All you need is a regular car licence. Book now at budgettrucks.com.au or call 13 27 27. With Budget,
3: you're good to go. Budget Rent-A-Car Blackburn is a proud sponsor of 94.1 FM 3WBC.
0: And welcome back to VFL Rewind here on 94.1 FM 3WBC. We're at the halfway point of our show and we've got our next special guest on the line. Um, as, as we mentioned just before, absolutely absolute gentleman of the VFL. Uh, he's the reigning uh, captain of the VFL Team of the Year. Uh, that's a great little stat, that one. Uh, 2014 A-Todd medalist, uh, also won the leading goal kicker that year in the Development League. Uh, Moved over to the Coburg Football Club, uh, has established himself as uh, one of the most respected players in the VFL. Mm. Coburg captain as well, and uh, he joins us on the line now, Pete McAvoy. Pete, welcome to VFL, everyone, and thanks for taking our call.
2: Thanks for having me, guys. Good to be here. G'day, Pete. Loushey speaking. Congratulations on a fine career. Um, First of all, um, when did you know this year was going to be the last? When did you decide, yep, I'm pulling up stumps?
5: Oh, that's a good question. To be honest, I, I probably avoided uh, addressing the question, in, you know, internally throughout the year. Um, I've always liked to believe that uh, there's always one more year. Um, but probably, to be honest, the decision I, I actually didn't make until uh, two weeks before the end of the season. So uh, just before our last home game, I um, yeah had a, a really good chat with my, with my wife and we just went through everything and, um, yeah, we, that was when we just you know uh, came to the realization that um, I've, I've battled away at balancing a lot of things in my life for a long time but uh, yeah now that we've got a young family it was just it was just becoming a bit too much for me to be able to do it to the level that I expect myself and others to do so we decided yep this, this is probably it
2: now looking back at your I think it's seven seasons or would say six seasons if you take twenty twenty away from it um What do you think your three favourite highlights were at Coburg?
5: Oh, that put me on the spot.
2: Um, (laughs) Sorry, mate.
5: (laughs) No, no, that's okay. Look, uh, probably uh, a a couple that come to mind. Um, The first one in my first year at Coburg was was beating Richmond. Um, It might have even been the first win we had that year. It It poured rain for the whole game. Uh, and we and i don 't think Richmond scored a goal until about three or four minutes ago in the last quarter, and it was just one of those really brutal VFL hard contested kind of days and and For me, it was always a game really close to my heart where I felt I played really well in, a, in difficult circumstances and um, you know probably almost a game where I felt like I really belonged at the level too. Mm. Um, and, and that was um, yeah, 2016. It might have been around, uh, you know, around five or six, something like that. I can't quite remember, but um, that that was right up there. And, and then there's been probably a number of wins in the past few years that have really galvanised our our playing group. Uh, you know, it was, it was brilliant to beat uh, Gold Coast this year. Certainly, probably from this season, that was that one's right at the front of mind. And um, and maybe uh, yeah, m- maybe probably with my 50 game. Um, celebration that day when we when we we beat Frankston quite comfortably, but um, but we just played so well and uh, and I had a special day personally um, uh, in kicking a few goals and 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 having a good game. So that uh, yeah, so it's the pick three. That was I think the the fiftieth game was two thousand and nineteen. I think. Um, so yeah, that'd probably be my three. So twenty sixteen, twenty nineteen, and and this year.
2: Thank you. Mark.
0: Wanted to go a little bit back in time before that to uh yeah, twenty fourteen. Uh, ATOD A Todd Medalist, uh what was your I guess, um on the night of the list and the A Todd Medalist is announced, uh, what was your did you think you were a chance at all? Or I know um, I know you ended up tying with Josh Muelling, uh how did it all go out? I can't remember exactly, but how did it all go on the night? Did you uh, hit the lead or were you sort of behind or how did it all work on the night? Because yeah, A Todd Medalist is a pretty special honor. Um when you you know you look back on it now. Um with the development league going out yeah, one of the, being, would have been one of the last to uh, win that, that medal.
5: Yeah, um, to be honest, I, I thought I only got an invite that night because I won the league goal kicking. <laughs> and I thought it might have been a, a little uh, trophy presentation of some kind. So I felt like I was in illustrious company <laughs> for starters. And at absolutely no point did I think I was a champ until uh, the last two games, which, which were definitely my best of that season. Um, and I think I, I, look, I was a long way back on the leaderboard, but I had a I knew I think I might have been on like seven or eight votes or something and um and the leaders were on eleven or twelve and I went, Oh, I am no chance and all of a sudden the last two games came around and I went, Well, as a key forward, if you can't poll three votes, um, you know, kicking seven or eight goals then uh, what hope do we have, right? So <laughs> I thought I've gotta be a I've gotta be an outside chance here but I think Josh was uh whenever he finished on he was Whatever we tied on, I think he was he stayed the same for the last two, and I thought, oh well, he'll poll he'll poll another vote, and that'll be it. But um, yeah, it sort of all came about, and I was uh, yeah pretty blown away to be honest. So I had not expected or planned or thought about that at all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah, it was a, it was a pretty special uh, honour to have won that. Uh, also last year the, the VFL Team of the Year captain. Um, yeah, looking back, I know I know you've probably got a bit of time to reflect now, but uh, yeah, you're still the reigning captain of the VFL Team of the Year. Um, how did you, I guess, take that honour because, yeah, it's a pretty special one, not just to be named in the team but the skipper of the actual team?
5: Yeah, I, look, again, not to not to sound on repeat, but I, I was completely blown away and, and that absolutely floored me when um, when I got the call about that. Uh, it was not something that, again, ever ever entered my mind and, you know, we we're so focused on our goal and our mission and, and to try and be competitive and keep winning games. And, you know, I, I suppose, you know, deep within the recesses of my mind, I, I had a a dream from an individual point of view of maybe one day making the team of the year. Um, but I certainly didn't see it coming uh, last year and I was, yeah, I was really blown away by um, by the fact that, yeah, the co- coaches I guess around the competition felt that you know, that I was worthy of such a title and um, yeah, I think now that uh, now that my season, well, my career in the VFL is over, it's you know, those type of achievements, you start to reflect on more and uh, you really start to, I guess, take take pride and, and, and be really, um, you know, be really uh, proud of what you were able to achieve. Even though at the time you you know you're sort of so focused on team success and and, and just trying to win the next game.
2: I remember a question I asked Nick Meese when he retired from Williamstown um, about how many clubs, local clubs, have uh, approached him. And he said to me, 45 um, local clubs had approached him in the first couple of weeks after he announced his retirement. How many have approached you, Pete?
5: (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, I think Meese is in a different category to me. I think he's uh, got an accolade and honour board that stretches far beyond what I'll... uh, what I've ever achieved but uh and this might go to prove that. If he was up to forty five I think I'm up around the fifteen to sixteen mark at the minute. So but they're coming in pretty thick and fast and uh yeah it's uh I'm not even sure if I'll play next year, let alone uh, you know, let alone trying to give everyone the time of day and properly reply and speak to everyone. So it's, <laughs> it's what, a little bit overwhelming, to be honest.
2: What are the what are the plans? Do you have the sort of fire in the belly to coach, or are you just happy now? You know, maybe for the first year or two, just to kick back, relax, and maybe just sit, sit on top of the hill with a can and a po- uh, can of beer and a
5: pie. <laughs> um, I definitely would say that there's a passion there to coach, but I. Yeah, for me and the biggest reason that I've I've retired is that uh, the family life, at least for now, is um, yeah has, has taken you know not that it's never not number one priority, but you know I really want to le- lean into it a little, a little bit more, and I, and I do need to step back a bit from what has really been a, like a second full time job yep. um, for a very long time, almost ten years now. Um, so I think that'll definitely come later, but certainly for now, yeah, it's it's time to step back a little bit and. Yeah, and just, um, yeah, give my body a little bit of a rest, and, and then, uh, yeah, there's, there's plenty of time to be a coach, I think, so that'll, that'll definitely come, but but not for a little bit. A little bit.
0: Uh, you and your, your brother, obviously, Ben McAvoy, announced their retirement, uh, did you both talk about it, or, because it happened pretty close to each other, or did, did one of you <laughs> beat each other to the punch, or how did all that go about?
5: Yeah, look, he, he definitely beat me to the punch, and, um, you know, I spent a lot of, a lot of time with him talking and and, uh, and you know we had a really good celebration of his two hundred and fiftieth game um, and then sort of that you know we, the Hawthorne football Club put on a really nice special day and there were a lot of wonderful words and everything spoken and um and I knew that day that uh, that he was done, even though he hadn 't announced it or told anyone but um but uh, he 's always been very good at remaining composed and there was a little bit of emotion sneaking through so that that was the key for me I knew that um that the things had come to an end and it was such an enormous year for him for what, for the challenges that he had um with his neck and and to be able to, to make it back um it all seemed very fitting but the uh, the irony is at the time i i felt pretty strongly that i could still keep playing but again i um i don't think i'd really thought about what that was going to look like and how i was going to manage um you know that going forward so like I said, once we uh, once we slowed down and, and we really properly spoke about it as a family like my wife and I and uh, and our little son Hamish, we uh, I realised that um, yeah, unfortunately something had to give and that and that part of the journey was coming to a close.
2: Locally aligned, you were you were at Bandura, weren't you? That's right. Yep. The Coburg Retirement Village. Like, go there for a year and play with Danny Danny Union mate you'll have um, you'll have a ripper year cuz as you know I'm I'm a big Danny Union fan so I might actually pop down to the final this week or next week um when Bandura are in but I reckon give it one more year with the um Old Coburg boys
5: Yeah look there's uh look I guess it's a bit of a mix at the minute there's some old Coburg boys there but there's also some of their young uh young talent that are that are there or sort of uh in between there and the, and the senior Coburg team so uh, and they had a pretty close win, I think, against Montmorency on the weekend in yep. the uh, qualifying final. So, but, um, yeah, no, they're um, a pretty good bunch of guys down there. So I, uh, I was speaking to Danny on the weekend. I'm very fond of Danny. So, <laughs> we all are, um, right, mate. <laughs> he's running around on one knee at the minute, so it's quite amazing to watch.
0: Oh, Danny Union's show. It's always good to see. Oh, I miss Danny Union at VFL. I'm going to miss you too, Pete. But final question from me. What does the Coburg Football Club mean to you? I mean, I know we, for people who haven't been involved with the football club, we we see Coburg fight adversity and they've done it for so long. But being in a sanctum, what does the club mean to you? And I guess um, everything that's been you've been involved with this football club, you know um yeah, what does it all mean to you? Um, walking away from the VFL now. Yeah,
5: look, it's a good question, and and you know what I said to my teammates uh, when I announced to them that that this, you know, would be my last year is that it, it's part of my family. I've been there for almost, you know, well, over a quarter of my life. Um, I've invested every bit of mental and physical energy and capability that I've got in, in trying to um, help the place, you know, be better and be filled with really quality people and, and have the right values and the right structure to be successful. And, you know, I always dreamed that I could be there when we were able to really hit um, some successful times, but uh, but that just didn't quite eventuate and but you know it's it'll always be a part of who I am and and a really close place in my heart and you know most of my best friends have come from um you know my time playing at that club and and yeah I'm, I'm just I I'm just so uh I'm invested in their success and and I really really do hope that uh, yeah that they continue to climb climb the ladder um you know from a wins and losses point of view but you know the, the things that I guess the You know the public or the community that don't necessarily see um immediately is the amount of work that we've done yeah behind closed doors to to help the help the place financially and structurally and culturally and and i'm so proud of um the way that i've been able to leave it i guess um but at the same time knowing that you know it's always going to be a part of who i am and and an important connection for me and i'll certainly be heading back there and um hopefully to see plenty more wins in the future
0: well, Pete, you've left Coburg, I think, in an absolutely fantastic place. As, as we mentioned, Coburg standalone, started in standalone 2014. Have a man like you come in and, and set that leadership tone, I think it's been absolutely fantastic for the club. want to congratulate you on a fantastic um, career at VFL level. Uh, good luck if uh, yeah, you do decide to play on at local level. I'm sure uh, some of the Coburg boys and fans will get down and support you, no doubt about that. And thanks for joining us tonight in VFL Rewind.
2: Thanks, Pete.
5: No worries. Thanks so much for having me, guys, and uh, we'll catch up soon.
0: Thanks, Pete. Pete McAvoy, absolute gentleman. Great man. Uh, Fantastic career. Um, Well done to him on a fantastic career at VFL level. yeah, good luck to him if he does have a kick around. Hopefully, I'd love to love to see him, you know, just sit in the goal square and <laughs> just take a few clunks and kick a few bags of goals because he's definitely good at that, especially at local level. um, With his uh, height, yeah,
2: he'd be a oh. very,
0: very uh, good player to get, and I can understand why yeah, everyone wants to sign him up.
2: <laughs> yeah, so you know, he was very modest, only 15 clubs. like um <laughs> Micey, yeah, he had 45, he reckons, and... Um, yeah, um, both characters and um, great servants of their, oh, no doubt. Uh, their second clubs.
0: No doubt. We're going to go to a break now. We're going to be back with our VFA slash VFL legend seminar in Brad Lloyd. Looking forward to having a chat to Brad after the break. You're listening to VFL Rewind here on 94.1 FM, 3WBC.
3: 3WBC Football is brought to you with the support of our sponsors. Budget, car and truck rental. Tobin Brothers Funerals. Birdies Mini Golf and Sports Bar. l Antiques and Collectibles. Aliyah Framing. Piranha Foods. m David's Constructions. Dragon City Tattoos. Buffalo Sports. And the Blackburn Hotel. Thank you for your ongoing support of 94.1 FM 3WBC and 3WBC Football.
0: And welcome back to VFL Rewind here on 94.1 FM 3WBC. For all our loyal listeners who do know, at 7.45 each night on a Monday night in the VFL season, we have our VFA slash VFL legend segment where we get a, a grade of the old VFL or VFA on the line to chat about the glory days. And uh, we an absolute ripper tonight. Uh, 167 VFL games. Gardner medal, Loush. You haven't heard that word in a while. Gardner medal, mm. 1997. Uh, he's um, played in the 2003... Williamstown Premiership team, which is a fantastic achievement. Uh, had a career at Hawthorne um, in the AFL, come back to Williamstown, um, and he's done fantastic as an administrator as well at AFL level, and he joins us on the line now, Brad Lloyd. Brad, welcome to VFL Rewind, and thanks for taking our call.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on.
2: G'day, Brad, Loushi speaking. Um speaking. Fondas, memory when you first started out at um, Williamstown, because they had just come out of... Um, a horror patch in 95 where they nearly didn't exist. So um, were you there, or were you there after, the year after?
1: Yeah, well, my fondest memory is probably, you know, I wasn't even involved with the 1990 Grand Final. My brother Simon <laughs> uh, played in that at pulled back So uh, sort of uh, all the Williamstown people know about the 1990 Grand Final and the comeback, and Simon played in that game. It was just unbelievable to be there. And uh, I, um, I was playing in 93 sort of at um school footy and um at Avondale Heights and I decided in 94 to um go down to Williamstown and uh try out rather than um you know I didn't quite make the western jets so I thought I'll I'll sort of try and go a level above the local footy and uh and had a um had a had a good year in um in 94 sort of broke into the seniors um as an 18 year old and had a good good season and then I uh, went off to uh uh, Bulldogs for a year on the sub list in '95, which I but I broke my ankle, so I missed I missed '95, and then um, after then, then I returned in '96 um, and, and and got back into it.
2: I remember asking the question of your brother Matthew, who his favourite full forward was at uh, Williamstown, and I thought he would say Choc, uh, Chops Rickman. <laughs> who, who did he say? Uh, you, you might uh, know.
1: But the big uh, Vinny Tacinovich would have been. Uh, his favourite. We used to uh, go down, and uh, Matt and I would stand behind the goals and we'd get there early and watch Vinny Tosinovich play. He played a bit of senior footy, but um, yeah. played a fair bit of twos as well. So we'd watch Vinny. Uh, we had the blonde, the so he blonde looked like Tarzan. He'd lead out for football. and We'd watch Vinny in the twos. And yeah. then uh, we'd watch, uh, yeah, he probably couldn't get in above, ahead of Chops Richman And then we'd watch uh, Chops Rickman in the seniors. So we uh, would stand behind all of Chops's. Uh, goals and try and take some marks up against the other kids behind
0: the goals. One question on that Brad, I did have this written down but I will ask it now we're talking about uh, your great brother uh, Matthew Lloyd. How does a bloke who who idolises Bernie Quinlan and um, follows Fitzroy and supports Williamstown, how does he end up to Essendon? Um, Absolute funny story because I mean, um, every time I think most people ask um, Matthew Lloyd what team he supports, I think most of them are a bit shocked that he was a Willie fan and a Fitzroy fan. (laughs)
1: Yeah, well, there was a guy, uh, um, uh, Pugs Markham at uh, Avondale Footy Club, that talked Matt into barracking for Fitzroy, and he loved uh, Superboot, uh, Bernie Quinlan, and he loved uh, Richard Osborne, and um, so he buried for Fitzroy. But yeah, Matt was um, Matt was all set to go to Carlton. The, the father son rule was 25 games, and my, my father John played 29 games for Carlton, so Matt was all set. And then uh, they changed the rules the year before Matt. Oh, no. uh, Matt was ready. Um, which I think all the people in the local area knew he was going to be a, a pretty good player.
0: Wow. That, 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 what could have across
1: been? It because they uh, they changed the rules. And, uh, yeah, what could have been? And then he um, he was... We were quite shocked. I remember if um, yeah, Frio came into the competition, and there was a rule where uh, whoever gave players to Fremantle as a start-up club, they'd get some draft picks. And Essendon um, were, across, were aware of Matt and... Um, they gave up three players, I think it was uh, Todd Ridley, uh, Tony, Tony Delaney and um, I think Kickett might have been one of them, yep. um, I'm trying to think but uh, yeah, yep. gave up three players and in return they got uh, the number one pick in the 16-year-old draft and they took Matt and they also got um, they had number four pick in the national draft which they took Scotty Lucas so they were able to build a, build a forward line in one hit and Matt and Scotty were actually the full forward and centre forward for St Bernard's uh the school team um scotty had come down from Camperdown, um and they put him in school with matt so yeah i remember um waking up and in the newspaper and um reading that we knew matt was a good player in the local area but you didn't know how good he was across australia but uh waking up and said in the paper that he was going to be the number
2: one pick um hawthorne two years at hawthorne 11 games how how did you find your time there
1: yeah, well, I was actually, um, when I played in, uh, I played in 96 and had a pretty good year for Williamstown. And um, it was, we had some not-bad players. Paul Dooley got drafted and Josh Marney got drafted. and um, they um, I, I got invited to do pre-season at both uh, Melbourne and Essendon. And um, I was doing pre-season at Essendon, which I chose, and went down with Matt. And um, I sort of didn't feel there was much interest. So I, um, I asked, I saw Hawthorne had a practice match on, and asked them if I could participate um, and uh, I sat on the bench and had a, a not a bad game in an intra club and they invited me back the next week and then they invited me to stay for the whole year on the SUP list and that's the year I won the Gardner medal and did enough for them to um, to say they were going to draft me at the end of the year so then I had two years on the senior list so three years in total and yeah, I love my time at Hawthorne, I've still got some great mates Raiden Tellis and Luke McCabe and guys like that that I played with at Hawthorne and yeah, had a had a wonderful time. Um, yeah, on the sort of playing mainly reserves footy, but got the opportunity to play AFL footy. And um, yeah, never thought sort of after not sort of making Western Jets and those sort of teams, uh, never thought I'd be able to do that. So yeah, I love, love my time. It's an experience.
0: So for anyone who is listening to our show, the Gardner medal is essentially what the equivalent of the Lister medal would be in the competition now. So there was a, the AFL Reserves competition, uh, best and fairest. Um, how was that awarded to you back then? Was it done on Brownlow night or was it done previous? Because, yeah, it's a pretty big achievement winning the Gardner medal.
1: Yeah, well, it sort of wasn't even... I was just happy to uh, be playing for, um, for, for Hawthorne Reserves and so I hadn't thought about it. I like, hadn't even crossed my mind. I was having a pretty good year and just sort of trying to hold on as long as possible with the form I was in to try and get drafted. And then um, I got a phone call just out of the blue one night from Chris Connolly, who was the reserves coach, saying you've won the the medal. And oh. I didn't even really, didn't sort of, uh, so well, there was no, yeah, no function or anything. So, yeah, I was sort of quite quite Gee. shocked. So he was really excited, Chris. And then uh, I turned up at Hawthorne the next day and there was sort of signs up all over the change room sort of saying congratulations. So, <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty good experience. I was sort of in the zone and trying to... Um, Thinking oh, if we can keep this form up because they said to me, instead sort of during that year, if you're on the list, we probably would be picking you in the seniors. So I was sort of trying to hold up enough form to, um, to sort of see out the year and and get them to pick me up. We actually had Nathan Thompson as well playing um, in the uh, in the reserves, and uh, Richard Vandenberg popped up for a couple of games. So we had a few guys like myself that were sort of uh, were trying out at the time.
2: So life after your playing days, you've had a bit of a junior as a football administrator. Where where did it start and where are you now?
1: Yeah, so um when I finished at Hawthorne, um Ian Dicker actually um got me a job at KPMG, a big accounting firm in the city and had a couple of years there, which was a good transition out of footy and um but I I really love sport and I really like the business of sport and um I ended up securing a job with um Ricky Nixon's company, which was called Elite Sports Properties. It's now um um, sorry, Craig Kelly's company. Did I say, to say, Ricky. Uh, with, yeah, yeah. with Craig Kelly's company, um, Elite Sports Properties, and uh, it's uh, since changed their name to TLA. And um, I worked for Craig for seven years as a player manager, so it was a fantastic experience. We had about 150 players, myself and Craig, and another uh, guy Dan Richardson, and we. Uh, w- I did that for seven years, and then I um, had a phone call from Fremantle, to see if I wanted to join their recruiting team. So yeah. I um, I was there for 11 years as a recruiter and worked my way into. Um, be their list manager we had a really good time there and sort of 13, 14, 15 we were right up the top in the top four but couldn't quite um, couldn't quite win it and then sort of went into a rebuild from 16 to 18 um, and then um, yeah sort of uh, ended up having some contact from Carlton about um, sort of uh, taking their head of football position so went for the interview for that and got that role at the end of 2018 so been in that been in that role now for four years
0: 2003 grand final uh what a day <laughs> what, a, what a day for the Williamstown football club uh but one won the game um pretty big uh team had some great games in it you know dane swan obviously uh how was uh that year for the Williamstown football club because i know that uh we we had a uh, not we i'm not a williams fan but williams football club had a lot of um vfl listed players in that uh team that year and um Obviously West and Smoker and uh, I guess how how did it mix with the Collingwood Football Club? Because I know even um, Adrian Fletcher, who uh, was a great AFL player, and Josh Marnie played in that team. So how was it? I guess looking back now, at, uh, yeah, that that Premiership a pretty special. Uh, year.
1: Yeah, pretty special. I was telling my um, I told my kids Mila and Xavier about the uh, that Williamstown Premiership and yeah, what a great experience it was. And it was um yeah it was uh, yeah we, we it was a bit of a we. We sort of took it, we were a line club and we had some yeah, great um, Collingwood players, as you mentioned, and um, yeah, we, we, we sort of, at the Williamstown players, we took it as a bit of a leadership role to support the uh, the young Collingwood players coming through, some would play, you know, I remember Nick Maxwell and Harry O'Brien, uh, Henrietta um, Lumumba now um, were playing, and uh, uh, they were sort of coming through the, the, sort of the reserves at Williamstown and developing, so... We just took it as a bit of a leadership role to, to support the players coming through. Um, grand final was an interesting one because I think there was only five of us from Williamstown that played in the in the team. So that was a bit of a... Um, and, and Collingwood uh, seniors were in the grand final the next week. So a lot of the Collingwood-listed players weren't allowed to come out after the win because they had to prepare just in case for next week. So there was about five of us sitting in a pub in Williamstown after the premiership, but we still had a pretty good time. And, yeah, it was a great time. We, we bonded really well, like a lot of my career was, sort of in aligned situations but I enjoyed it, I loved uh, if I couldn't play AFL footy I loved just sort of coming up against some of the good AFL players and seeing how I'd go against them but um, yeah, we, we aligned um, really well with Collingwood and had a good experience and yeah, great win, I still sort of keep in close contact with yeah, Westy and see and, yeah, Smokes occasionally when I was in WA and um, yeah Sam Cranage and Marcus Baldwin and um, all these sorts of guys so um, yeah, had a uh, had a great time, yeah. Really fond memories, and yeah, it certainly uh, makes you close with them um, since uh, since playing together with them. And yeah, Josh Marnie was a was a star for us, sort of a cross half forward. Really hard matchup. The United captain, the state side that year as well, the next year as well.
0: Josh Marnie, yeah, he he, um, he won an AFL and VFL or VFL and AFL premiership back to back, didn't he? In two yeah. years. So I mean, that's a pretty rare stat um, that he's he's done there. Uh, we are. Uh, we did before we. Uh, we got you on we did have a I did have a chat to Troy West and uh, I told him that we had you on and he said you're an absolute ripper um he enjoyed being a captain with you how was it us uh, sharing the captain captainship with uh with Troy because uh, as we know he was games record holder until uh Ben Jolly uh broke it um what was it probably about three or four years ago
1: yeah um, no I love love playing with Westy yeah just a great clubman and um yeah we, we became really close sort of co-captains I think uh I think he was captain for a while and then sort of as yeah, he's a few years older than me, so then I sort of started coming through, and we shared the captaincy for a little bit until I until I did it on my own later on. But uh, yeah, I had a great relationship with him. I think we had a, we had a pre-match routine, myself and Westy, where we'd kick the ball, have a kick together before the game, and warm each other up. And uh, yeah, he's a great, great fullback. Yeah, just sort of really, really dare defender, but uh, yeah, just sort of super competitive, great athlete, a bit taller than he's. Uh, Than his brothers, so he played the key position, but um, yeah, yeah, loved uh, loved my time with Westy, I think he still lives in Williamstown, so uh, yeah, um, yeah, really enjoyable.
2: Thoughts on Ben Jolly going on next year, like he's I think 13 or 14 games away from breaking Billy Swan's VFL games record. Um, What are your thoughts on him possibly continuing? And would it be nice if Williamstown were the club that picked up the phone and said, listen, come home and um, break the record here?
1: Yeah, look, I can't speak for um, the Williamstown recruiting staff. I sort of... uh, But, like, he's a a super player. I I played on Ben uh, when I was playing for Williamstown um, against... uh, I think he might have been playing for Essendon. (laughs) BFL <laughs> BFL, years ago, I remember playing him against him at um, Bendigo, and he's a really good player back then as well. But, um, look, he's the type of player. He just looks so – keeps himself so, fit, himself so fit and great leader and always got a smile on his face. And super player, he's one of those players too. Like you can see as you get older, he just, just – he's smart, just continue to find the ball and all that sort of thing. So, like, I haven't seen him of late, so I couldn't comment on whether he's uh, – He's uh, yeah going on and picked up, but yeah, I sort of wouldn't. He does seem the type of guy that could play uh well into his uh, well into his 40s. I'm not quite sure what age he is, but um, yeah, he's a super player for and the he... club. Just and, and look, his professionalism. You can, you can tell why he's played uh, so much footy because he's. Uh, I see him walking down by the Maribyrnong River, and uh, yeah, he's uh, he looks super fit. But uh, great, one of the best people you'll meet. Uh, ben Jolly.
2: Yeah, we're pushing the campaign to get him across <laughs> the line, so that's why we thought we asked the question. Um, what are your thoughts um, on the current VFL competition?
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's a hard one with the... Uh, the I've you know, sort of been thinking about that a bit of late, like with so many teams in the comp, and, um, yeah, but then there's a bit of... It's exciting, too, with a bit of travel and and so forth. Like it's the first year I've probably seen... Um, the VFL, like some of the traditional clubs being lower on the ladder, like to see Williamstown um, sort of at the bottom end, sort of haven't seen that for a long time. And uh, Frankston have gone a bit better this year than, than uh, sort of years when I used to sort of have a look. But it's, um, yeah, so it seems like it's a bit of a bit of a challenge for some of the um, more traditional clubs. Um, like, I know, yeah, Southport and some of these uh, interstate clubs have, are going pretty well. But, um, yeah, I guess, I think the... the uh, the industry's been searching for a long time on uh, what the perfect model is, um, you know, whether it's, it's VFL or yeah, VFL or AFL reserves and you know, splitting the two comps. So it's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a hard one. I don't, I, don't really, I don't actually have the right the answer. But um, I think the number one priority, though, for me is to make sure that we, we look after you know, Williamstown and Port Melbourne, all these sorts of clubs, and make sure we keep them thriving at the same time. But, um, yeah, I'm not quite sure what the solution is, to be honest. It's sort of a uh, need to sort of speak to all the stakeholders involved. It's a, it's a challenging one that everyone's wrestled with for a long time.
0: A final question from me, Brad. Uh, it must have been up and about yesterday to uh, see the Carlton Footy Club uh, get the win in the VFL. Uh, probably a bit of an upset, defeating Collingwood at Vic Park. Uh, do you still uh, take a bit of an interest in the VFL boys or is um, it all, all admin um, from your end?
1: No, no, I was, yeah, I, was, I was there, I was at the game at uh, Victoria Park and I was sort of in all the huddles and in the rooms after the game and we had a bit of an aftermatch in uh, oh, beautiful. In, in Abbotsford so uh, yeah that no, was a great great win and they're off to Brisbane uh, this week um, so that's another good challenge so Dan O'Keefe has done a great job uh, with the VFL program they're a really tight knit group so we've had about 11 I think AFL listed so a few are still injured but we had about 11 AFL listed players qualify for the VFL and then we've got a really good group you know led by Ben Crocker and those types uh that are aligned, um, or sorry, that are, that are part of the, the, the VFL program. So, uh, yeah, take a really keen interest. I'm really excited, actually, after the disappointing year, uh, finish to the year that Carlton had. It's sort of given me a little bit of a lift to see how the, uh, the VFL program's going. So following that pretty closely, and also uh, the AFLW team as well, as they've just uh, kicked off round one.
0: Yeah, fingers crossed the VFL boys, Carlton, can uh, yeah, keep on surprising a few teams. Uh, Brad, we really appreciate you joining us tonight. Uh, yeah, Well done on a great career at Football Club. Premiership, uh, 2003, one of the great premierships for Williamstown Football Club. Uh, good luck with Carlton um, in the AFLW and the VFL um, men's, and thanks for joining us tonight on VFL Rewind. Thanks, Brad. Yeah, thanks very much, guys. Yeah,
1: appreciate having
0: me on. Thanks, Brad. Brad Lloyd there from uh, Williamstown Football Club and now um administrator involved with Carlton Football Club. Yep. It's great for him, Brad, to give up a bit of his time, and uh, we really appreciate uh, that. Um, mm. For our yeah our VFA slash VFL legend segment that we have each week, uh, Lachie, we're at the end of the show. Uh, we're going to wrap up now.
2: Yep, we'll be we'll do it all again next uh, next week. And enjoy your um local footy guys because all the VFL games are interstate this week.
0: Yeah, enjoy if you want to listen to the VFL. Uh, yeah, get on the um, VFL app um and tune in. But. Uh, um, wait for week three to uh, yeah, get to the game. Big Casey one. So yeah. for all the Melbourne fans, get out to that one. You've been listening to VFL Rewind here on 94.1 FM 3WBC. And we'll see you all again next week.